Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about being mindful and why being mindful may be a bit of a struggle for you. Mindfulness is bigger than you think. We're so hard on ourselves. Sometimes we begin to think that we're not practicing mindfulness because we have some challenging days or we think that our mind is too busy. I hear that one all the time. If you have moments or days where you feel that your mind is like a snow globe with whirling glitter all over the place, or that you're having difficulty focusing, or that you have a life that is just too full of to-dos and um, people to pick up, places to go, you're in the right place today. Because I want to show you that mindfulness is bigger than you think. Mindfulness is not about focusing down so small that you are only looking at one little grain of sand at a time. Mindfulness is much bigger than that. I ran across a great post by a woman named Carla Nomberg, and I will put a link to her work in the show notes. She's a parenting coach, and I just loved the way that she talked about this, and I wanted to share it with you. Again, I will have her website in the show notes if you if you would care to follow her. So let me share a bit of what uh, she had to say, Carla, the parenting coach. She was talking about mindfulness in this article. And the first item that she had was that you don't really understand perhaps what mindfulness is. She says, mindfulness isn't about being perfectly present and focused all the time. It's not about moving through life in a happy haze. Mindfulness is about choosing to pay attention to the moment with kindness and curiosity. It's about noticing when your mind has wandered and bringing it back to what's right in front of you. Now, I loved that description because we are human beings. Our mind is going to wander. And the point is, is that we have an awareness at some point that it has wandered. And when we have that, we bring it back to what we're doing. Many of you may have experienced this when you're reading a book. You you find yourself wanting to turn the page thinking, I don't even know what I read. Now that's the mind wandering. It isn't anything more dramatic than that. You didn't have your mind on the page, on the words, comprehending your mind was somewhere else. We've done it, all have done it in the car, which is kind of a scary, it's much more frightening than when it happens in a book, but we get home and we don't remember the lights or the stop signs. Like we probably did stop at all of them. We probably did obey all of the traffic laws and regulations, but we were unconsciously driving the car. Our mind was wandering off somewhere else. It's how we're built. And we need to be able to make a choice and when to bring it back. Once we notice that it's off when wandering, we can just simply bring it back. 
And I love that she brought the words kindness and curiosity into it, because that's what we talk about here. We don't want to be hard on ourselves. We don't want to make a big issue out of it. We just want to come back with kindness and curiosity. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. City. The next point that uh, Carla brings up is that you're forgetting to be curious. She says, sometimes the details of daily life aren't all that enjoyable. Traffic is boring. Your colleague at work is annoying and the dishes have yet to wash themselves. But what if we stop wishing reality was different and got curious about it? We might not miss our freeway exit. We'd learn that our coworker is going through a messy divorce. We'd remember that we were up all night with a fussy child and give ourselves a break. Life would feel a little bit easier. This is lovely. This is the curiosity piece. And I want you to hear that. What if we were just curious about how things were going versus being hard on ourselves or making an issue out of things? I think that we can change our attitude a little bit. And curiosity is so opening versus we tend to go into a clamp down, close down, stance when things aren't going our way. We get kind of like, we're going to fight this. We get geared up, fight or flight, right? Okay. We go, we get anxious. But what if we were to release that grip? What if we were to open our hearts? What if we were to be able to say, huh, I wonder what's really going on here. We might find out more information. It won't make the traffic move any faster, but it might make it more bearable. The next one that Carla has here is, you're making it bigger than it needs to be. She says, you can notice a wandering mind in the shower or while you're drinking your coffee. You can take a deep breath before you hit send or snap at your spouse. You can notice you're breathing in line at the grocery store. 
And you can remember that no matter how spacey, forgetful, impulsive, or reactive you've been, you can always begin again. And I love that. It's keeping things in perspective. We don't need to make things a bigger deal than they already are. We don't have to make mindfulness this huge ordeal that we're going to learn someday. Someday I'm going to learn mindfulness. No, let's look at the ways that Carla suggested. You can notice a wandering mind in the shower. You don't have to be sitting on a meditation cushion. You can also notice it while you're drinking your coffee. You can take a deep breath while you're at your computer before you hit send. Or one of the things that I like best is if in transitions to take a deep breath, such as getting in the car before you start it, before you transition into actually driving, take a breath. Be present with that breath. That's all. It doesn't have to be all day, every day. We're going to take these little small pieces of our day and find ourselves being mindful in them. And then we don't have to make it bigger than it needs to be. Another one that Carla has here is that you're only practicing when you're upset. Oh, this is a good one for us. (laughs) Carla goes on to say, While mindfulness can certainly be helpful in difficult moments, our brains have a hard time learning or doing something new when they're under stress. The more you practice paying attention to the present moment when you're calm and happy, the easier and more efficient it'll be when you're freaking out. This is so important for you all to hear because We can use our mindfulness to help us when we're in a panic attack. We can use our mindfulness to help us when we're experiencing high anxiety. But it isn't the time to learn it. We need to learn it on these little daily practices that we were just talking about. We need to learn it when we do our five or ten minute meditation every day. And we also can then rely on it to come to us much more easily when we're stressed. Because that part of our brain that we are required to use when learning new information is shut down when we're anxious. Because when the fight or flight system is ramped up and turned on, all systems red, The parts that we don't need to use for survival shut down, and that would be learning new information. That would be digesting our lunch. We don't need to do that if our survival is on the line. We don't need to learn a new way. We don't need to digest our lunch because we may not make it if we're running from this tiger. So we need to pay attention to learning these mindfulness practices needs to be done when we are in more of a state to do it. Now, that can be in bits and bites all day long, and I hope that you will try those things, such as a a breath when you are transitioning, or before you sip your coffee, or when you are in the shower. Notice where you are, what you're doing, when you're in things that aren't, you're not ramped up, you're not 
all excited or having anxiety. You're not in a panic attack. And then that will all come to serve you better when you are stressed, when you are having a panic attack. Actually, you'll probably be less likely to have either of those the more mindful you become because you are living more in the present moment when you are mindful and you won't be going off into the future thinking, which is where we get into trouble. So you're knowing now why we talk so much here about meditation and doing it on a daily basis, because you're going to find some daily times when you are calm and you can actually, then it kind of really slips in. The mind drops down into the heart your thinking comes becomes embodied. You become complete, not just a head with thoughts running around through life. You become the mind and the body, and it's all dropped down together into that calm body. Now, this happens not every time we sit down to do our meditation, and it doesn't have to be super-duper formal either. I have clients who have done their meditation in their car on their lunch hour. And it is the thing that was the puzzle piece that put all the others finally all together for them. So please pay attention to finding some time every day to be in a mindfulness state of meditation, even if it's only five minutes, even if it's the 10 minute body scan. What a great way to begin. It will all grow from there. But those alone, five minutes of mindfulness and a 10-minute body scan and paying attention to where your thoughts are before you push send on an email, just those little places can begin to open everything up because you will begin to be calmer. You will begin to have more awareness as to where your mind actually is. And then you can make choices. And you can make the choice to follow it down the wormhole, or you can make the choice to pause and to have a moment and to make a different decision, to actually relax your muscles, do some of the other practices that we talk about here, the breathing. But you don't want to only practice when you're upset. Another one that Carla has here is that you're trying to do it alone. She goes on to say that our brains are wired to think, worry, remember, predict, plan, and regret. Mindfulness asks us to swim against the tide of these mental habits. We need support in this practice of mindfulness with books, lectures, classes, conversations with like-minded friends. And I think that's a wonderful um, tip that she has. You don't need to do it alone. You can ask for help. You There are mindfulness. Oh my goodness, it is such a buzzword now, right? Meditation. Who knew that there were going to be meditation centers springing up just like yoga studios in the cities? It is so It's just kind of the thing to do now. So there's actually no excuse if you are the type of person who doesn't want to try to do it alone, who needs some support. And maybe you don't have 
conversations with like-minded friends because your friends are not into that yet. They haven't discovered the joy of meditation or mindfulness. And so you can't rely on your friend circle for that. So you may want to venture out. You may want to find an online group. You may want to find our group. We have, we do a meditation before each call and you may want to be able to ask questions in there that our group would be a great place. If you don't want to be doing this kind of discovery on your own, you can also find physical groups in your community, uh, even YMCA's and community centers all have different kinds of things available. Now check and see if they have a meditation group. I do want to give a plug for group meditation because it makes difference to be with a group of like-minded people. It really can help to lift your meditation up and make you feel like the energy of it was really lifted and you get a lot more out of it. So it may keep you going on your own private and personal practice. So I hope those tips have been helpful for you. Again, I'm just going to review the tip itself before we go. So you can go back and listen if any of these hit you as really resonating in your heart. You don't really understand exactly what mindfulness is. You're forgetting to be curious. You're making it bigger than it needs to be. You're only practicing when you're upset or you're trying to do it alone. Those were some great tips from Carla, and I appreciate her uh, wisdom. And I will, like I said, put her uh, contact information in the show notes. And now for today's quote. There is nothing more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice of the mind. You are the one who hears it. And that's from Michael Singer. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.